Haley, a podcast about people for people. Welcome to Taylor, a space where we as millennials talk about the issues that matter to us. We explore the moments in life which moved, challenged, and shaped us into the people we are. We're here to laugh, share, listen, and talk about it all. A very special one because I've got more than one guest and I've never actually had like, well, I guess it's four of us. Yes. I've never had four people on the podcast, obviously, including myself, but I'm really excited. So I'm going to be chatting to my friend Vicky and her family about their business called Femme Organic. Um, and we're going to be talking about everything from periods to starting a business and also, you know, for it being a family business, but just to like jump into to it I thought that you all could just like introduce yourselves and then I think it would be really interesting just to give a bit of a background in terms of what it was like growing up you know within your family and your family dynamic. Yeah awesome well I'm Victoria um I'm one of five including Paul and Thomas and um we come from a party family which has always been heaps of fun when we were younger and still now um and Paul and Thomas did you want to introduce yeah. yourself? Yes yeah, I'm Thomas so obviously one of the siblings one of the triplets. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of Femme Organic. Uh, I'm Annabelle. So I'm the eldest of the five. So yeah, there was a lot of us growing up. It was pretty crazy household, I'd say. Wow. Yeah. yeah, a lot of drama. There's, it, there was always something going on, but it was fun. Wait, is it, so is Thomas, you're a triplet with Vicky and then your sister who is in, London. she in yeah, the UK Alyssa. now? Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's amazing. But also your poor mother as well. I know, I know. There's so many kids that like, because we're all so similar in ages. And about yeah. you're older than us. So like, we're all so young. There was like four under the age of two. Yeah. Like there's wow. a photo of us and I'm like holding the babies. <laughs> like, I just don't care about them. I'm like, yeah. oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What's what's the age gap between you guys? So Annabelle's it's, a year older than us. It's it's just a little bit over a year though, yeah. isn't it? It's not even two years. No, wow. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wow. So where exactly are you guys from and when? where were you guys born? Um, We're from Melbourne. Melbourne, born and raised. I actually didn't know that, Vicky. For some reason, I just thought you were from Sydney. She doesn't seem like one of us anymore. It's her hood now. <laughs> and what's um your relationship with like your parents and um growing up within like your household? Yeah, we're really close to our parents actually. Like I'm a big mama's boy, so <laughs> I'm really close to my mum. She always I feel bad. She always says I'm the favourite child in front of them. So I feel mm. like as you get older as well, you realise that your parents are kind of like big kids. Yeah. And that you have so many similarities and you kind yeah. of get to that age where you're like, are you actually older than me? Yeah. Or are we yeah. the same age? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. I feel as though once you get past kind of seeing them as like superheroes and just seeing them yeah. as like, you know, normal people who are just taking every day as it comes, that it's like easier to kind of relate to them and, um, you know, talk to them about their personal experiences and whatnot, yeah. which is very of cool. Course. But growing up in such a, I guess, predominantly female household, um, when it came to all of you guys, you know, maturing and developing in terms of um, like your bodies and whatnot, what sort of conversations were you guys having with your parents about growing up and like, you know, developing? Um, we've just always been surrounded by so many females, um, not only in our family, but outside of our family. We have heaps of female cousins, like just heaps of female figures in our lives. So I think like we're very lucky in that aspect of things 
because we were able to have those conversations and feel comfortable inside our household to ask maybe certain questions we weren't sure about. And um, mum was always really like, um, okay. like open to the conversation. Yeah. Mm, and Thomas sadly had to hear it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how did that make you feel, Thomas? Like growing up and in like a predominantly female household and being able to, I guess, not like necessarily relate directly to the things that they were going through or or the way that their bodies were developing but how did that shape the way that you viewed um women and when it came to like you know periods and like boobs and all those bits and foots and whatnot yeah well to be honest it's pretty normalized for me because obviously I haven't experienced it any other way so you know when I was overhearing these conversations or even just sitting in and just hearing the girls talk about it it just was completely normal to me I've just been so used to it um Mm -hmm. and in terms of periods it's it's the same kind of concept like I've always been surrounded by that conversation um and it just feels like it's it's never been like abnormal Mm -hmm. was I always think about this in terms of like um you know when males are growing up and like their counterparts and the conversations that they uh, have but when you were growing up did you ever feel like a shift within your views or kind of um your ability to kind of normalize that in comparison to like your male peers and whatnot. Yeah. I think I was definitely fortunate enough to actually go around, go around so many, you know, females because I understood it better. You know, when you compared me, I went to an all boys uh, high school. So, you know, when you Mm -hmm. compare me to a lot of my friends, they didn't really know what was going on at at, at all. So, you know. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm generally pretty, you know, up to date. and I generally know what's going on compared to, you know, the normal male. But um, yeah, I'm really familiar with a lot of things that, that's going on. And it's, I, you know, I have a lot of respect in what they go through um, and what they experience. So. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and in comparison to you, when I compare you to, say, Will, I'm like, Thomas has never been like, <laughs> oh, that's gross. Like, Will sometimes like, oh, okay, no, I don't want to hear about it. And I'm like, but I'm so used to speaking about it in front of Thomas. And Thomas is like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Will's like, do not show me a tampon. I'm like, it is literally a tampon. Like, relax. So true like if I reckon in, if I was in the house and I was like I need a tampon Thomas would be like would you like mini regular or yeah. super how heavy is your flow like, what what's you your flow like are you okay it's so normal for him he's just used to it mm. and it's great it's it's kind of how it should be in a way though everyone gets a bit scared talking about it but it's just so normal oh, 100% I remember mm. I sat down with Will and I was like you know what I'm sick of like I feel like when I was when I got my period from then till like probably a few few months months ago or probably from the start of the year I was always like really nervous about talking about my period in front of men and like I remember when we first started Femme we were like I was like I need to stop being in this mindset and I sat down with Will one day and I was like look 
I'm going to be talking about my period every single time I get it, whether you like it or not, and you're going to get used to it. And he was like, what is going on? I was like, I'm going to get my period next week. And I'm so excited to tell you about it. And he can quote me on it. He was like, Vic, I don't know what's going on right now, but I don't want to hear it. And ever since then, he's been really good. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I feel as though it's only like we've made so much progress in the world when it comes to, you know, certain political issues, but it's only really now that people or women are becoming more comfortable to talk about like their periods um and I just yeah and I just wanted to touch base on you know the schooling system like the education system and especially when it came to like sex ed and it came to like you know biology and about that like what was your personal experience and kind of the education that you got outside of home and um the way that you know society also shaped your views so that's like a super loaded question. <laughs> no, I love it. I feel like in school we were always educated about like the anatomy of the body and how your period works, but there was it was very surface. It was kind of a surface level discussion that when you went home, you're kind of like, okay, if I got my period, what kind of size tampon would I need? How do I use a tampon? What size pads? Like, and those are the things that I think schools are lacking in. Mm. It's those like I don't know. It's very yeah. Hard. Women's health isn't spoken about enough, and I think it's only as you were saying, like recently it's something that's like everyone it, everyone's more like open to speak about it and especially in schools I think everything as Annabelle was saying was surface leveled learning and we were also like programmed from the moment we were in gotten into school that periods were a bad thing like we were told mm-hmm. all the negative mm-hmm. sides like you know you're gonna have cramps you're gonna have you're gonna get acne you're gonna get mood swings and it was like we it was almost overwhelming and then we kind of shut it out and I think a lot of girls were like scared to ask the questions because they were like oh well this doesn't sound good like this isn't something I want to like know more about and touching on that like I remember being in school and it was like this was when we were learning about like menstruating and periods and they were like if you have any questions like it's anonymous just put it in this box at the front of the room Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. why wouldn't we just openly have this like conversation like it's so normal why do we need to anonymously put our questions in and like hope no one knows that we put it in there and it was just yeah very weird Mm -hmm. when I look and we also went to an all girl school which is even weird it's like shouldn't we be open about it like I remember like going into my locker to get a tampon out of my bag and I felt like I was getting something illegal like I was like (laughs) don't let them see me and running to the bathroom with this tampon like in my hands like this like Mm. (laughs) 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 or putting it down your sleeve and it falling out and you're like oh my god you're like like, that's not mine a hundred percent I think it's really interesting how you guys touched base on you know these um um, these pressure that or or the way that society kind of would perceive like periods rather than talking mm. about like the positives in terms of yeah. you know, becoming a woman that even within mainstream media you very much so see like jokes about like oh maybe she's on her period or kind of like yeah. the mood s- swings or the acne Mm. or you know it's very like that negative sort of like connotation and like message and and even all of the things that you guys are saying in terms of like when I actually even first got my my period I I totally freaked out and I 
I had never really had that conversation about like, what do you actually do when you get your period? And how do you mm. actually put in a tampon or where do you, like, I just freaked out. And I was just like, of course. I was so sad. I was like, I oh was my God. And I just cried. I was like, oh my God. I cried. It's like, I've I been cried told too. about it, but I haven't experienced it. Yeah. I was oh, like, my yeah. life is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like. And I remember when I first got my period, I was staying at my dad's house mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, of all places to get my first period, I'm at my dad's. He's got no idea. And I was like, dad, I need you to go and get me things I don't know what I need but can you just go he comes back with like super tampons <laughs> like maxi pads I'm like freaking out I'm like this is making it so much worse yeah. that's the problem though like it's just not spoken about in high schools like at, at my yeah. school like it, I, obviously I, I can't say I listened in every class really well but I just can't remember <laughs> talk being mentioned at all so like you know you can't really blame you know my friends or all the boys because it's just not spoken about so when it when it yeah. does come to this real life conversation everyone feels uncomfortable because they don't know what it is and you know they don't know what's going on it should so be normalized as well because you should just be equally as educated on it as us because it's like you should even you should have that education to know that you know if someone does have their period you could be like well i've heard that regular is a great start the regular tampons like it would be beneficial yeah yeah a hundred percent how did it make you feel in terms of you guys were saying that you have like a very open um open communication with your um mom and kind of having like a lot of female cousins and whatnot how did it feel you know coming from home where things are very open and able to have those discussions and then kind of you know going into like a public space like high school or just I don't know anywhere else and not being able to freely speak about those things I feel like that also made us feel really fortunate because at school obviously we're quite quiet about the topic but we'd go home and I would just overload on questions I'd be like mom what about this and that and that and she was great because she would give me those answers and that's how I kind of knew what to do when it did come but it was like at school I couldn't really be that open about it but that's Mm. where I was supposed to be learning like about you know menstruation it was just yeah it was very tricky but we are fortunate that we had her to go back on and um I feel like um as I've gotten older I've become like I just overshare everything now because I'm like well (laughs) I come from this family where I can go home and speak about anything and then I go out into the wider world and people are so quiet about it I'm like just tell me about your period like what's up (laughs) like I feel like at school our girl group um we I was actually very fortunate with my friends because we would all sit down at lunchtime and just like talk about everything and like so many girls would say to me like oh I never speak about this with my mom and like you know it's really it's a really awkward conversation and I was like that really sucks because like as Annabelle was saying we're fortunate enough to come home and be able to just like ask mom whatever um so I feel like going to school probably brought more confidence eventually out of me to talk about it more because I was seeing how like it impacted my friends and like when people when my girlfriends would say to me oh yeah my mom doesn't speak about it or like me and my sister don't have conversations like that it was kind of a bit sad and that's why I think MA is you know we want to use this platform to spread awareness of it and give girls the confidence to talk about it openly and there's like you know yeah. that, that stigma around it where they can't talk about it in, like public space mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I also think as well like getting your period there there's other things that come after it like even those chats about like contraception for instance it's like there's yeah. multiple conversations but 
our mum was so, I don't know, she was so great because she was very confident in the conversation she had with us as well. She'd just be like, okay, yeah. well, you know, you're a woman now, so we're going to go to the doctor and we're going to do this. We'll get you on contraception. And it was very, very lucky that we were kind of born into that. But other yeah. people, it's like they wouldn't know what to do or they'd just yeah. be like, oh, do I need to like be on the pill or, you know, yeah. Googling things. Like it's just kind of. Yeah, fun. yeah, kind yeah. of left alone. And I I also, um, I've, like it's been years now, since I've been in high school but I think there's something that hasn't really been spoken a lot about is just the education system like I just feel personally I feel as though we learn a lot of things that like we never use like I oh my like, god yes <laughs> like half of the things I learned like math like yeah. specific like math stuff obviously like basic maths you need but then I now being like an adult I'm like you know what I wish that we were learning things like how to do our tax things like you know mental health and things that actually shape Mm. who you are as a adult and you know someone contributing to like society and I feel as though the education system there's, there's just a lot of like fluff around yeah, it like, yeah there's like, a lot of gaps algebra like what did the algebra square root of pi like, like no what, one cares what am I, gonna <laughs> I know it's school? ridiculous yeah yeah 100%. I think that's what's so good about um Feme now because we've we've started a um, blog section on our website which has wellness and lifestyle and mm-hmm. um in both of them we've got recipes which is just for fun and then we have um we're like trying to touch base on all things that we think is important to us and mm-hmm. we think um is important to educate not only ourselves but other women and men anyone that you know is unsure about like anything women's health I think it's important for every gender every person in the world to read them um Mm -hmm. just because yeah the education yeah was great with them to get an A plus on our test but not for everyday life yeah a hundred percent like the tax thing I'm like oh my god I've just I didn't even know what tax really was for a while oh I know it's like that would have been great to know that it's all those little things (laughs) Yeah. Like how to jumpstart your car even. Yeah. Sorry, I could have needed that a few times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> how is it pronounced exactly femme? Because I'm pretty sure I was saying femme. And I was like, is that right? How is it we pronounced? Kind of grow, we say kind of both. Well, mainly femme, but. Femme. It's, it's whatever you want to call it, I guess, you know. Okay. Femme, femme. Yeah. We're, femme. We're saying this to, this morning. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, but what were you guys doing before you started the business, which started obviously was it last was it last year 20 wait this year or last year no this year this year yeah sorry so it was launched this year um, yeah but it was actually like we started working on it last year yeah yeah COVID. yeah yeah quick note quick side note i feel as though covid obviously covid has been so horrible but also mm. the times that we've had to go in lockdown that so many people have been working on some really beautiful projects yeah. that have kind of like you know flourished during like yeah. uncertain times and potentially if you guys didn't have all of that time to yourself that you know maybe I'd be going crazy yeah you wouldn't have created <laughs> Femme but yeah 100% like yeah like as bad as it is like I don't want to say it's a blessing disguise because I know so many people have been made redundant and people have lost their jobs but we found a way to you know instead of just sitting here you know doing nothing be really productive and yeah it's it's been a means like it's allowed us to you know still talk to each other and stay mm. connected through, through Femme and, and feel productive and it's, it's been really good for personal 
especially mental health and all that kind of stuff. It also was nice to put our energy into a project that was going to make a true difference, like yeah. to the world yeah. and to women's health. It's kind of that that really makes me satisfied like every day with the work that we did yeah. through lockdown. Oh, 100%. And, and, some, and some of the responses we get is so just like hot, like so oh, nice to see yeah. women reply to our blogs and mm-hmm. comment on our posts being like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And mm. yeah, it's really rewarding. Yeah, 100%. So what exactly were you guys doing before you actually started um, the brand and, you know, business? Um, I was, I've just been modeling full time. I was, um, yeah. I was, I was doing a business degree, but I deferred that this semester just so I could focus more on Femme. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Were you doing online schooling or were you going? Um, in- yeah, I was doing, I was doing online uni at Deakin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, that would have been hectic, like trying to model. Yeah, no, it was real. it was hard because I was doing like, cause it's a business degree. I was doing like finance and stuff. And I was like, I don't have the mental capacity for this right now. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And what about um, you guys, Thomas and Annabelle? Um, I was, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, I was being able to work full time during lockdown. I used to, um, I was the national account manager for Keep It Cleaner. Oh, I love them. Yes, they were a huge, they were definitely a huge part in like us wanting to do this, like a real big inspiration. You know, their community is, you know, incredible and I've been able to see it for the past three years. Yeah. Um, And what they do for women's health and, you know, and fitness and all that kind of stuff was definitely a big big reason why we did want to do this. And relevant too. Yeah. 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 And they have such a strong message and I feel as though there's so many, you know, health programs and so Mm. many things constantly being sold to people. People, but you can really tell with their business that they're super passionate about it and yeah, they mm. yeah, yeah want to make like a true difference which I think is like yeah. the biggest like difference yeah and yeah. Annabelle so I'm a property stylist mm-hmm. so we stage houses for sale um what so through the lockdown it was quite tricky because obviously no one was really selling their houses. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Through that kind of stage four. So we couldn't work. So I had that extra time to kind of work on Femme as well, which was really good. Where did the business start? Like, obviously, there needed to be something that, like, you know, started the idea. Yeah, it's a funny one. I actually, I don't know. I remember I was just sitting at home pretty bored and I just thought of some random business idea. Mm-hmm. I remember, obviously, I remember seeing, I think I was talking to someone about periods and, you know, pads and tampons and I, I still didn't I, to be honest I didn't know much about it at it all. was about the plastic wrapper though remember yeah well we're talking about plastic and the environment and then yeah I, I went to Annabelle with the idea and I went to Victoria and, and then we just it just kind of started there like some, some little idea looking into the market and then you know we found the niche for organic cotton and then it just you know the ball decided rolling like the importance of it and you know, design what what we stand for what we want to do mm-hmm. um, and I think personally it's something we've all wanted to do like a family business to make some type of impact and yeah you know, this was just the perfect opportunity for it for sure and even myself, I'm an advocate for like organic produce and products. And when he came to me with the idea, I was like, yes, yeah. please. Yeah. Yes, there's only such a great idea. The market. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's no one else doing the paper wraps. It's so crucial yeah. for the environment. We have to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Have you guys? Yeah, sorry. I, I, I was just, I was just thinking like when, when we were surprised to see only one, per, like one, you know, supply on the market, that was the biggest shock to us. 
Yeah. Like me just me just doing like, you know, just learning about tampons and all that stuff. Like just to see that, you know, what's in the everyday tampon, like what people are exposed to. I don't know. I just thought it was the biggest it's the biggest shock to me personally when the girls heard mm. that as well. I think they were equally surprised. Yeah, yeah, and to think we've had our period for years now and it's only been recently we're like, okay, we should not be putting those type of products in our body. Like it's we've never very... we also have never questioned it either. It's like we've always just been like, Yep, okay, it's on the shelf, it should be fine. We've never mm-hmm. questioned the products that we're using or the components of them mm. and that also is so scary because a lot of people mm. are still doing that that's why yeah. we're kind of using our platform to raise awareness and educate people yeah well like if I'm being completely honest I've definitely watched um videos here and there about you know people like in passing by like talking about how some of the ingredients or things that are in pads and mm. tampons are actually really harmful but it's yeah. definitely not something that I'm like super educated on and that is super interesting because obviously I'm you know someone who uses it every you know those products every single um every single month um but how did you guys start researching about that and kind of what did you learn from that process yeah I think personally I just after work I to be honest I I would just sit in my bed with a notebook and then just start off with the basic like what is a period and you know what is a tamp I want to pad and then just diving into like what what you know what the ingredients are and then you know, in an everyday tampon, everyday pad. And that's just where, you know, you start to see all the chemicals that's included in these, you know, the process of how they're made and how dangerous it is on consumers. And and that's where I guess we were looking for an alternative, like what's the better solution? And then organic cotton was our solution. And, you know, the benefits of, you know, for the environment and for the women as well was, you know, it just all it just all came together. Mm-hmm. I think as well, like we kind of had to compare our product as well to others of the market. And that's when we kind of realized when we were digging deeper, mm-hmm. like those normal conventional tampons that are on the shelf that aren't organic cotton, a lot of them aren't even a hundred percent cotton. That's the scariest part. Like a part of them mm-hmm. maybe even I'm just throwing around numbers, but a part of them could be like twenty percent plastic. Mm-hmm. And we would never I would never have known that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so scary. Just when we went but that's also another that's another thing that's also um like people are starting to just get more educated on like you see like you can type it in google and it comes up and it's like even like type like it's just right there and the fact that no one knows and we're not educated for this from our doctors from anyone it's like crazy so yeah we've never asked questions yeah exactly yeah and that's another thing i i kind of feel sad sometimes in terms of when it comes to a lot of businesses nowadays that they or they see obviously a, a space in the market and they feel that but it's actually not authentic yeah. at all yeah. exactly definitely profiting off I, the ignorance like that. yeah and we've tried to be very transparent with everything we do all our products and I think that's the most important thing and I think that's when you, where you get really loyal customers as well because mm. most of the time yeah people are lying about what, what their product not is completely mm. but you what's know the it? impacts of yeah. it yeah. I think as well that what's important is we genuinely use our products like personally so I think that's also yeah makes it more authentic mm. it's not like we're just selling it to profit it's like we use it ourselves because it's a great product yeah and it's making a difference mm. yeah definitely like kind of level yeah and so when you guys formulated or the you know idea like how how was it kind of like a no-brainer for it to be a family business because you guys like all 
spoke about it between yourselves? Yeah, I guess it's funny. Like we're all, you know, we're all really similar, but all really different, you know, in our in our own way. Like we all, like we all came in, you know, we all just kind of fit together like like a puzzle. Like we all had our own, you know, components that we specialize in. And yeah, as soon as we started talking, you know, we all just nominated to do each different section. And it, yeah, I think it just naturally came together. We all yeah had our own strengths. I yeah. think mm-hmm. especially hundred yeah. percent. When once we had come together and discussed it, it worked. was yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It really did. It's actually amazing now I think about it. Like we all have like our different impact in the business, but it just runs so smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like of course we have some fights gaps, here and I there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fighting's, fighting's normal though. Ah, yeah. fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Passionate. Mental passionate about it. But we're very resilient. Like I'll have like a me and Victoria will have an argument and then I'll call her back <laughs> five minutes later. I'm like, so what are you doing for dinner? <laughs> like we're uh, like, we don't, I'm like, I don't want to fight with you. And then we're like, okay, so what about? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Thomas hates it. He's like, stop uh, fighting. <laughs> they just they call me and they just argue. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Like you two talk to each other, your sisters. Like, yeah, but. yeah. I wanted to also touch base in terms of what the experience um for like you guys probably more so Annabelle and, and um Vicky in terms of like purchasing um sanitary female sanitary products and that whole experience and at what point like apart from the business at what point did you start diving into what was in you know the products that you were actually using I think like I think when I'm sorry when I moved out out of home I honestly didn't care what I was buying but then it got to a point where I was like there was more of an environmental change around me and I was looking more into like buying like organic food and like buying things like buying like reusable cups like things that are good for the environment and then when I started looking to what I'm putting in my body I was kind of like this is a bit crazy that I'm not even I'm just putting like just buying whatever tampon and just going with it mm-hmm. um I yeah I, I don't know it was really crazy like I think there was just a point there was like maybe a phase where I was like okay I need to start actually looking after myself in more of like looking into organic products and organic foods and just looking after the environment I think that I personally like I've always bought like organic produce and products and I just the tampons I just picked organic because I just assumed it was better for me I didn't know why mm. but I just did so whenever I went to the supermarket I'd be like organic perfect and then when we started this business I kind of learned so I did I learned so much about why you should purchase organic Mm -hmm. so that was kind of my mentality beforehand but it was very basic when I was purchasing things like for instance when you buy vegetables it's just like very straightforward it's not sprayed with any chemicals but tampons it just seems so complicated but I'd always just purchase like organic but the point being that all those other products, I didn't actually fully understand how they were harvested, what they were sprayed with, the components of the tampons and creating this brand kind of made me aware of that. Mm. So just so it's so complex. Like I just yeah. never fully understood that. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely what the industry does well. They hide, they hide like the, you know, those key points that it's sprayed with, you know, all these chemicals and, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it's perceived as by a lot of consumers as a good product, but if you actually look into it, it's, 
just so dangerous, to be honest. You also make that assumption as well, though, that being a product that is used internally, you would never expect it to be mm. those chemicals or yeah. harvested in that way. Mm. So or I to be of, even dangerous. Yeah. yeah, I just kind of was ignorant in that field of purchasing. I just would be like, yep, organic, great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just, yeah. 100%. But that's what also um, differentiation. Dif- dif- I can't even say it. Oh my differentiation. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Us from um, a lot of organic um, tampon companies is, even though they are organic, they're also wrapped in plastic. So I'm like, well, where is that? Where does that come into looking after the environment and mm-hmm. also our bodies if it's wrapped in plastic and ours are individually wrapped in paper? Mm-hmm. So I think that was another thing like, yes, you can use an organic tampon, but if you throw that paper on the ground, that mm. wrapper, that plastic wrapper on the ground, mm. where is it going to end up mm. in our oceans probably? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I would, I would also love to touch base on the environmental um, impacts of like, you know, using like disposing, yeah, sanitary yeah. products because um, I, for me, it's definitely been like a, a slow journey in terms of being more conscious of how I, like how my actions impact the environment, but it's definitely something I feel like isn't really spoken a lot about. Um, but yeah, I would love to chat about that. I think a fact that kind of shocked me ultimately was the fact that a normal tampon takes 500 to 800 years to decompose. That's just a normal tampon. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that was the biggest shocker because it's like there's so many people. How many do we use in our lifetime about? I think it's oh, like 12,000 or something yeah, like that. Something, I vaguely. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah. yeah. So to think that maybe, you know, half the people in the world are using non-organic is just insane. Yeah. I just think as well, like, you know, it's a, it's an, it should be, you know, it's an everyday product for low consumers and they should have the burden of worrying about you know these products not you know decomposing like this should come down to the supplier telling them this like a lot of people don't know what's going on and that's where we want to be transparent because you know there's so many facts that when we were looking to the company that really shocked us like you know one pad regular pad equals four plastic bags you know and that's that's absolutely crazy so that's why that's i guess that's why we are constantly working on ways to reduce this environmental impact for example you know we are looking to relaunch our pads that have no plastic on them so we can just reduce that environmental impact um you know the tampons having no plastic at all is is mm-hmm. definitely a huge a huge um you know a key part for us and the company for sure mm-hmm. and we're just constantly working on ways to make our products better and just continuously refining them mm. yeah 100 percent. and obviously this is like just the beginning but even you know the way that you guys have marketed it and like the blog yeah. posts and i feel like you're adding a lot of like personal touches to yeah. it that yeah. you know you, you're only going to grow from here and obviously yeah. listening to your consumers and whatnot yeah that's what's so exciting about it is that it's like forever evolving like I feel like we can always do better we can always share more information we can always share more stories and like even if, if it's not to do with our periods if it's anything to do with women's health like I think there's always a story on it and there's an always someone we can educate whether it us or yeah I think we're always encouraging people to just start somewhere and just take small steps even just little things yeah Mm, yeah a hundred percent difference 
Yeah, like something that I really loved when I was um, on the website was the blog section because I I personally haven't really seen that with a lot of like female sanitary products or yeah. menstrual. Yeah. But where did that idea come about? And also because obviously like I'm friends with Vicky and I've seen on your stories, um, you're asking people to contribute in regards to like specific topics that you focus on yeah. and their experience with that like how did that come about yeah. um I I think I just said to Thomas one day we should start doing a blog we should it's like it's so good because like I have learned so much I think as soon as we started Femme I was already like okay I want to learn so much more about periods mm. and um I think I mentioned to you about um Dr. Alyssa Vitti yeah 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 I saw Sorry, that she- in that 20 what was it 28 days or 26 days I don't 28 day um by like biohacking your cycle and once I'd listened to that I was like oh my god I'm blown away I literally sent my friends like a whole document on your your periods and like how to like um avoid PMS and everyone was like oh my god Vic you should start doing blogs on this and like talking about it more and then me and Thomas were like let's do it yeah and it's been great it's, it's definitely just like we don't want to be a brand, you know, that just promotes, you know, buy our products and all we do is just deliver yeah. to the front, their, their front door. And then, you know, that's the end of the exchange. We're, you know, we're family owned, you know, local, local family for a lot of people. We want to go above and, and beyond that, just selling the products to consumers and, you know, it's selling knowledge really like, or just giving knowledge and, you know, we're learning so much ourselves, but it's just going yeah. above that and just, you know, and the blog definitely helps with it. I think as yeah. well, we want to be a platform that we can educate people as mm-hmm. well. And it's like, if anyone has those questions that they need answered regarding women's health or mm-hmm. you know just anything in relation to that they can go to the website go on to yeah. lifestyle wellness and have all the answers in front of them mm. yeah exactly a hundred percent and I think especially um with this conversation coming into it something that or a realization that I've had which maybe like subconsciously I knew is that you know having your period it's not just about the actual you know process of like the biological mm. process but it comes with so many social things or you know under that umbrella of women's health and I feel as though by educating people and just you know opening up a platform to talk about and even having this sort of conversation that hopefully it's more normalized within society 100% or the western world 100% I think as well we really (laughs) want to push that one thing we've been pushing is that it's not just women that menstruate people menstruate yeah Yeah. because there is also transgender people that I feel in the dark with this whole process and they're not acknowledged and we really want to make sure that we're doing that through our platform yeah Yeah. 100% that's actually such a good point and especially I feel like last year was interesting to say the least but it also really pushed everyone to or or I guess in my opinion it gave everyone a chance to reflect on how we've been living our lives and and actually think beyond what we've been presented with within the media and especially you know you Annabelle talking about you know trans women or people who identify as being trans or whatever um you identify as that's definitely 
definitely something that's not really even spoken about within the, you know, yeah. menstrual cycle or periods mm. or, or female um, products. And that's definitely something that should, like, needs to have a even voice just, in yeah. space. Even just on yeah. media in general, just something that's not spoken about enough. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to break down the stigma with everything, I think. Just making a, making it a topic of conversation because it hasn't been spoken about and it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, well, as you guys develop the brand and continue, where do you guys want to see Femme Organic going? Yeah, we, um, we definitely want to branch out. Like, obviously, we want to focus on period care at the moment. It's, it's our main priority, but I think there's so many other products on the market in different categories that are similar to this one that we definitely want to, you know, shine light on those consumers and provide these health and safety products. So you know, the end goal in the end is to provide, you know, overall health, you know, safe, environmental friendly, beneficial products for individuals that are organic. Um, but for the time being, we're really just focusing on producing, you know, high quality organic cotton products that, you know, are safe and the girls would personally use as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I saw, I think on Vicky's Instagram, Instagram that you Thomas like are now full-time with the brand yeah. is that right yeah, yeah how, how did that feel like taking that leap because that's like that's a huge thing and especially now that you can completely you know focus yeah on. yeah it's been it was really interesting because I'm, I'm so used to just coming home from work and then just chipping away at emails until late but um yeah it's a huge step you know like I said on my LinkedIn post like I, I have so much you know gratitude towards my old job you know they were so understanding and so supportive but you know, this has definitely grown a lot faster than we expected, not because we don't believe in the brand, but you know, <laughs> the, the, it's the feedback that we've got has just been incredible. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. really exciting. It's scary at the same time. Um, I, I yeah. don't think it's hit me yet because we have been in a lockdown, but I think, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks when I'm just sitting at my desk working for Femme, it's it's definitely going to be, you know, a new a new challenge for me. It's very rewarding. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like each you can do it full time. Yeah. And I feel like each week we always have a little bit of progression there's always something little like a little bit of excitement each week which is so nice and yeah yeah it's really good um from like a business perspective even though I literally know not that much um what was like the actual process of you know getting in touch with like a manufacturer and then actually getting the products and then also the branding the branding is so beautiful guys and all the images that you share Vicky like just so stunning like obviously as well Aww, Vicky you being within the social media sphere would have also you know assisted with that and you you all having like yeah. your thing that you contribute to it but I would love yeah. to just get a little insight into that yeah well it, it's just coming back to the point where we, you know I was saying the girls specialize in their own you know each sections and you know Annabelle's so creative and it's so amazing what she does and oh, you know like <laughs> I don't make me blush yeah but it you know, we, we started looking at this last year, you know, on the first lockdown and we only launched this year because we really wanted to get it right. And, you know, it just consisted of months going back and forth with, you know, our amazing graphic design. It just, we just wanted to make sure that, you know, the design was perfect and, it, you know, it represented us perfectly. And we also wanted it to be impactful and yeah. scream our, our vision. Yeah. And yeah. our vision yeah. being we want to be an inclusive brand, yeah. brand and company. And so that's how we achieve that through our, you know, Instagram and our socials and mm-hmm. illustrations. 
Mm-hmm. And then also with the manufacturing, Thomas, you were like scoping the web, weren't you? You yeah. were doing Rattles. a lot of trial and error. Yeah, a lot of trial and <laughs> error, a lot of talking to people. It's it, it took a while, but obviously it's so important to get the product right. So it was talking to a lot yeah. of people overseas. You know, yeah. ideally we would have liked to produce it locally, but it's a bit harder. But We yeah. don't have the technology. We haven't got the technology, yeah. unfortunately. But a lot of yeah. samples, a lot of trial and error. A lot of I love forth, that. Lot of but it's yeah, all part and of it, thank you know? goodness for the girls. We would, Thomas was like, can you go and try out this tampon when you can? Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe give was, me uh, three weeks. Thomas, was, he'd always yeah. he'd be messaging me like, hey, are you on your period? I'm like, no, but I will find someone who is. It's yeah. like I'd send well, out a group remember- message to all my friends like, are you on your period? Are you? I yeah. need you to try this. <laughs> I remember getting home one day and Thomas had all these pads lined up and was like tipping water on them. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just testing out the absorbent of it, the absorption yeah. of it. And I was like, Thomas, well, this yeah. is not what it's come to, but it has. And I'm Even some of my it. girlfriends, like we would give them a certain amount of products and they trial it and they do like a blog. Like yeah, one of my girlfriends yeah. was doing a blog and she's like, day one was really good. It was this. <laughs> I don't think yeah. this. I do think that. And it was just, it was very funny. Yeah. Every time <laughs> my girlfriends get the tampons and I'm like, please let me know how they are. And I'll message mm. them and be like, so how did the tampon go? And she's like, this is a bit invasive, but I'll give you the full details. I'm like, I'm all here for it. Yeah. Oh, Even okay. me, I was just, I was messaging my girlfriends and like making group chats, like, okay, who's on their period? Like, I'll drop it off to you. And like, <laughs> I need like a full detailed report. Like, I just got so into it, but it was just so rewarding to finally, you know, find the right manufacturer, mm-hmm. get that positive feedback with no issues. And then, you know, finally be like, all right, we're ready to go. Like, we've got the design, we've got the right products. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is it. Amazing. I love that so much. Um, I, I do this like, it's like rapid fire questions, but really you can just answer it however you like. And okay. I <laughs> I ask um, everyone the same sets of questions and it's, yeah, it's always just super interesting to see what people say. Um, I'm nervous. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid questions. I'm like, all right. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to focus in. going to focus in. <laughs> Don't be nervous, but this has honestly been so good, just chatting with you guys, learning more. And, and I remember when I was in um, Sydney that time, time Vicky and you had like the launch and that was when we met and obviously like timing it just aligned that I was there but I was like this is so cool that you guys started this and I feel like it's also so different and and I feel as though Victoria you would be able to relate in terms of us being in the I don't even know what you called us but like in the the industry yeah like the fashion sort of (laughs) sector yeah yeah 100% like people a lot of people bring out the same kind of things and whatnot obviously yeah. they're, they're super passionate about that which is a hundred percent like good but I just thought this was just so different and something that was like so needed and I just yeah I really love the platform that you guys are creating and kind of making the brand to be more than just you know female sanitary products so it's a think, movement yeah a hundred percent yeah we appreciate you coming so as well that was we really appreciate that for everyone who did yeah come, thank like, you so appreciated. that was the most stressful day of my life and uh, <laughs> Like, honestly, I went for a walk in the morning and I was like, no one call me. Like, do not speak to me. But it turned out amazing. And, yes, thank you for coming. It was so nice. Like, all the girls there were so supportive, including yourself. Like, after I was like, I could cry. That was just so nice. Like, everyone was so supportive. And yeah, it just ran really well. Yeah. It was so wholesome, honestly. And just, you know, the first bit doing, um, like, the Pilates as well and, like, the food. And just everyone was just so down to earth as well yeah um okay yeah. you guys ready for these questions
questions. Who has influenced you the most in your life? My mum. Yeah, probably mum. Yeah. yeah. Can I say my mum? Our mum. She now. Okay, I don't have one anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about yeah. you, Annabelle? I, th- I think I'm the same. I think mum for sure. Mm. Yeah. Why yeah. Why is mom that? Amazing. Just to see someone raised, you know, as a single mother raised all five last night, I, I feel like we all turned out all right. So I feel like she did a really good <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, I don't know about you, but. I mean, Victoria's <laughs> a stray one. But she's a bit of a. <laughs> yeah, no, mum is a huge inspiration. She's amazing. Is did, it did you say she? Like I just said she always went above and beyond with everything that she did. She always pushed the boundaries. She was always just putting us first. Very innovative as well. I think that, you know, she was balancing a life of having five kids and running a business and she was just very inspirational. She just kind of mm. showed us that we could do anything we wanted if we put our mind to it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You're going to love this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, mum's going to be like, yeah, girl, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Um, okay, so living or dead, if you were to have a dinner party, who would you invite? And I'm just going to do it max. You can invite two two other people. Oh, this is so hard. Okay, mine would be Oprah Winfrey because she's amazing. And um, probably, um, probably, oh, who's calling? Oh, my God. She did, <laughs> she did it on purpose. She's yeah, like, second all, person, please. Second person, let me think about this. That's a really good one. I, I don't know. Like, oh god, this is hard. Now I've got so many. It's like I'm trying to just pick one name, and it's like flicking through my brain. I'm like, no, yes, yeah, no, yeah. no. I don't know if I should say like one because they're really wise, or someone I really like, or dead or alive. Oh my god, sorry. Someone um <laughs> called me, and I went to decline, but I think I declined the Zoom call. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all good. Victoria, Victoria, what was your answer? We'll just go with yours. She said Oprah. Um, Oprah. Oprah Winfrey, and probably um, oh, that's a really hard one. Yeah. My one. Probably- I really want would be Kobe Bryant, to be honest, the basketball player. I think oh, he's, yeah. On top of being, you know, an amazing athlete, what he did um, yeah. you know, outside the game was incredible. That's that's my one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Annabelle? I, this is very random, but I think Martin Luther King would have been oh, very interesting. Wow, okay. okay now. That's yeah. Sorry, I just think he was a very powerful I figure. I was that. I think he would have been very interesting to sit down and have a conversation that's with. That's a really good one. Annabelle, I think I'd add him to my list as well. <laughs> You're like uh, Beyonce, yeah, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking ASAP Rocky, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I did. I, I did. remember said Jennifer Lopez. Just so I'm like, I did I'm think J Cole, it. and then I was like, Annabelle, let's be real here. Yeah. No, Who I literally someone... thought ASAP Rocky. I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't. Yeah. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's our mature answer. That's our least sensible answer. So yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that one. Okay, amazing. Um, if you had one day to live what would be your last meal oh Oh my god okay so since i've gone since i've gone into hotel quarantine (laughs) i was sitting down and i was like what is the last meal i want to eat before i go in here and to be honest it was salmon and veggies but oh my god salmon and veggies salmon and veggies with rice Oh, it's so good. And just the way I cook it in the air fryer, that's my last meal. And um, Anita's ice cream on the side. Oh, my God. 
No, I feel bad. I, I was just going to say, like, a really, really good burger. Like, oh. something not healthy at all. Like, I might as well just go yeah, out. Mine's not because it's healthy. It's because I really enjoy it. Like, I love mine, it. I think mine is very random, but I wouldn't mind, like, one of the most expensive steaks in the world. Like, a you steak that's say like, that? Like, I don't really like steak that much, but I think eating a steak that would be worth, like, 10 grand would be very life-changing. Yeah. And one of the last things I'd want to try because I yeah. haven't done it and I don't have the means to try it right yeah. now. I would also like to add... I'd also like to add a red a red wine into mine, a Pinot Noir. <laughs> and I think call it a day. I'm done. I'm done. Sandwich Maybe wine. gold flakes in my champagne. Too. Well, you can get like yeah. gold burgers as well. So we might as well add that to. to oh, yeah, why not? I feel as though if anyone is purchasing a meal that is like literally, I don't know, five grand or something, they just have too yeah. much money. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm never, I don't really think I would ever do that. I well, I wouldn't. So that. if it's yeah. going to be my last meal, I would probably just do it because I'm like, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> YOLO. When I was like 15, I wanted to get YOLO tattooed on me. Good thing oh. that didn't happen. And I remember at the time, oh my, my friends were like, no, Cynthia. It's like, and I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, imagine. And you're like, and I said it and you flashed your tattoo, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I haven't said that in a very long time, yeah. but it just came up in my head because the last meal, I'm like, well, you're only living once in your last meal. What does it stand for again? You yeah. only okay um what's the best advice you've ever received um perception is not reality Ooh. mine has been to just focus pretty much just i don't even know how to word it but it's like don't compare your journey to other people's journeys yeah yeah 100%. that's it like don't compare yourself to what other people are doing and ev- everything happens in your own time yeah mm. <laughs> mine's very business related so i've just been just getting those quotes for the business but if it was easy everyone would do it yeah that's mm. why i just think that's yeah. a good MA, one MA especially yeah that's a really good one um and lastly if you could spread one message to the world what would it be start somewhere as in like what do you mean I think, that's a good one um, i think you have to start somewhere with everything anything you do yeah. if you want to make a change like environmentally start somewhere even it's yeah. small or you want to yeah. try something new you want to you know start a new hobby just start somewhere it's better than nothing just yeah. a start that's uh, true that's a good one i'm going to say i always say to my friends like i always say to my friends confidence is key mm. and i know it doesn't seem that important but like going into any situation being confident in yourself and where you are will get you places i think like if you've got an idea back yourself in so yeah. kind of what annabelle said but not really. <laughs> recycle it that's okay i really like animal ones but for lockdown in particular i feel like you know you know being productive is key like just keep yourself busy you know whether yeah. it's you know working out or working on yourself or helping someone out that that's especially you know during these lockdowns that would be my key and it's always well know that you're not alone like a lot of everyone pretty much like honestly I don't know the statistics but there's like maybe 80 percent of people in Australia probably like being locked down Mm. once in their life and sorry I don't want to talk to me first and I let it go. Well, currently it's like Sydney's in lockdown, <laughs> Melbourne's in lockdown. You know, you're not the only one in the sense that you have, if yeah. you reach out to people and talk about how you're feeling, I'm sure that a lot of other people would be in the same boat as you. Mm. But to keep I think, moving forward as well. Yeah. I'm I trying think for the things. lockdown for, for me was to just take a step back 
I think that's what helped me so much because I'm such a freak with like getting like I wake up in the morning I'm like all right I need to do a walk I need to get all this done and like since being in hotel quarantine I'm like I can just sit here and relax reply to my emails when I feel like it like I think it's putting that pressure on yourself oh my god yeah a hundred percent I I feel as though last year I was like the start of last year I was getting so much anxiety in terms of um, where I was heading work-wise or if I wanted to go overseas like I was just putting so much pressure on myself and I because my mom lives in the states and I would literally like call her up like crying and just being like I don't know what I'm doing and then once we went into lockdown and everyone was kind of in the same situation that all of my anxiety just left and I was just like okay cool we're all figuring it out and that was yeah. when yeah. things started to happen and kind of fall into place when I stopped putting so much pressure on it and just, you know, let all of my hard work actually find its puzzle or find its place yeah. that I wanted to sit. For sure, just riding yeah. the wave and just, yeah. you, it's like, it's things we can't control as well. Yeah. You just got to enjoy the moment more and just realise, you know, the present that you're in right now isn't your future, so you don't need to stress. Like, stop overthinking. Oh, I think one so of my regrets Thomas. through, <laughs> I think one of my regrets through lockdown was just not trying to enjoy it. I think I was fighting it so much yeah. and I was putting mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on myself to be productive or do certain things when it's like maybe just letting go for a little bit would be nice. Just maybe watching a series and not feeling guilty about it. Just doing things that are self-care. Yeah, especially yeah. I, I can so relate to that because even when I feel as though Vicky as well, like I feel as though I, I've said I feel so much in this <laughs> We've said I, we I've we say like no we've said I like. think I think I feel like we've said that a hundred times each yeah <laughs> um but yeah I feel as though <laughs> <laughs> for me work doesn't end just when I get off set like there's always something that I can be doing and oh my obviously. God. With you guys, you have, you know, your side projects or you've got a business and then you've also got um, work that you go into. And so it's really hard at times to just switch off and just, you know. 100%. And let yourself I was like, I'm gonna switch make con- off. Yeah, I was like saying to myself, okay, I'm going to try to do content every day. I'm in hotel quarantine. I'm like, where do I think I'm getting this content? Like, honestly, <laughs> like I'm literally in a hotel room that's pretty ugly. I was like, okay, maybe not. Oh, yeah. my God. Like your brown carpet, Victoria with your story yeah. today yeah girl yeah. pretty <laughs> no I I yeah. love those stories that you do and all like your workouts and stuff I'm like wow like I wish I was that disciplined you are impressive if you're running you're running you get to me motivated even though you I make people running. feel like oh, they can go into hotel quarantine and feel normal yeah. like, I was well, like I was she's saying, doing I'm that surprised. maybe I could do hotel quarantine 100% I'm loving it. I literally, like, have set up my own little, like, kitchen area. Like, it's kind of fun. You've been really positive too, though. Like, even you've sent us some of the meals and you're like, I don't like the eggs, but I love the mushrooms. Or, like, you've been Uh, positive about it. Don't you hate mushrooms? No, I said I liked the baked beans. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Not that bad. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much again for coming on to the Taylor podcast and to our listeners. I yeah I truly hope that you guys enjoyed this um and you know regardless of the technical difficulties we got through it 
got there Great. in the end. But yeah, I'm, I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited to yeah. see what you guys keep achieving and, you know, creating and this beautiful platform. But yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you really so much. It's so lovely Thank to meet you. you. No worries. We meet you. Yeah. <laughs> well, like virtually, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is on online now. So we've practically met. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay. we can we can say bye. Okay. okay. <laughs> bye guys. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to Taylor. To explore more Taylor things, visit the blog at taylor.me. You'll find further articles, visuals, and a space to think Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Learn and grow.